Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kishanu B'mitzvotah V'tivanu L'asok B'divrei Torah V'harev Na Adonai Eloheinu Et Divrei Torah Teka V'finu Ufi Am Kavit Yisrael V'niye Anaknu V'tzetzeinu V'tzetzei Am Kavit Yisrael Kulanu Yodea Shemeka V'lamdei Torah Teka Lishma Baruch Atah Adonai Hamlamed Torah Le'amo Yisrael Zot Hanukkah Sameach I wanted to just share this while I am watching the last of the Hanukkah for Hanukkah burn down. Um, it's kind of bittersweet because it's been a beautiful eight days. And uh, now we just need Mashiach and I think we'll be good to go. But until then, I am just looking at some Zohar because I was trying to find something on Hanukkah. And the Zohar. Well, little did I know, Vayaki talks about it. And specifically, they bring up, let's see here, Vayaki 60. Okay, so section 60. I'm just going to jump to the part real quick where it talks about Hanukkah. And it says in, okay, so section 60, number 603. It's talking about uh, deliverance from Gehenna, by the way, which is commonly known as hell, or the place you don't want to go to. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, it says that where are their souls perfected? In a Gehenna of snow. Side note, you know how we pray over our wives on Arab Shabbat. Uh, she fears not snow for her household. That's what this is talking about. Because a woman who is an Aishas Chayil safeguards her house from Gehenna. But I digress. It says, when the Almighty scatters kings in it, snow falls in Zalmon. Telim 68.15 one might think this is also applies to Israel that they are sentenced to snow. Of this, the verse says, she is not afraid of the snow for her household. Why? For all her household is clothed in scarlet. The word shanim, which is scarlet, may also be pronounced tu, which is shanaim, same letters. And it says, to wit, it's the circumcision and uncovering. And also it is the zitzit and the tefillin. It is also the mezuzah and the Hanukkah candle. And so on. It says to wit, Yisrael are quick in observing the precepts and the double precepts. For in circumcision, there is both circumcision and uncovering. In prayer, there's the zitzit and the tefillin. And on their doors, they have the mezuzah and the Hanukkah candle, which is the Hanukkah. Therefore, they are not afraid of the Gehenna of snow, which comes for laziness and slackness and observing the precepts. Side note, they're really connecting circumcision to feeling Zit Zit, Mezuzah, and Hanukkah to the Eshes Chayil.
I don't know what to do with that. So I'm going to go back to what I was thinking about reading. Up in uh, number 586, though, it's talking about a fruitful vine. Again, talking about the Eshes Kail, because in Tadlin 128, it says that your wife shall be like a fruitful vine. So, yeah, so there's all that. So we're going to get into all this. First off, 586, same Zohar, Vayaki 60. Says, binding his foal to the vine, he asks, what is a vine? He says, it is the congregation of Yisrael, also known as Nukva, which is the female counterpart, by the way, to Zer Unpin, which is Memtet, which is the spirit of Hashem, the Shekinah. Okay, so the Shekinah is also related to Nukva because the Shekinah is the feminine aspect of Hashem. Memtet would be the masculine aspect of Hashem. But anyway, I digress. It says, as it says, you have brought a vine out of Mitzrayim, out of Egypt. And it says, see Tehillim 80 verse 9. So I'm looking in Tehillim 80 verse 9. It says this, you brought a vine. This is the Jewish nation out of Mitzrayim. The psalmist refers to the Jewish nation as a vine. Likewise, Yeshayahu 5, 7, for the house of Israel is the vineyard of the God of hosts, and the man of Judah is the planting of his delight. That's from the Radak. says, God's vine, the branches of the vine from which all its components sprout forth, symbolize the lay leaders of our people. The grape clusters symbolize the Torah sages. So by the way, when it says that uh, the branches are the lay leaders of the Jewish people, the grape clusters are the sages. Selah. <laughs> So if you don't like the oral Torah, you don't like eating grapes that come from the vine. I digress. It says the leaves symbolize those engrossed in agriculture and the tendrils symbolize the empty ones among us. Accordingly, a message was sent from the Holy Land to the Torah sages in Babylonia let the clusters pray for mercy on behalf of the leaves since were it not for the protective shade provided by the leaves, the clusters could not survive. <sighs> Without the unlearned farmers, the sages would not have food. Hulin 92a and Rashi. So if you're ever a person who feels like, man, what do I know? I'm just... I feel like I try to read and I try to study, I try to learn, I try to grow and nothing happens. I try to think, but nothing happens. Just want to let you know you're compared to the leaves on a grapevine, which provides shade for the sages, which also cause you to become the food for the sages, i.e. the you can glean from those who you protect because... They have something to share with you and you give them a purpose 
for being the ear that hears their words. So like the vine is all working within itself. Okay, from the Rebbe, the above teaching conveys that every Jew is part of the same vine. I'm getting to Yochanan chapter 15, by the way. John chapter 15. It's coming. I know. I got it. It's tabbed. It's also tabbed Romans 11. So might as well get that ready too. Okay. Furthermore, the seemingly less important leaves are in some way superior to the grapes. Listen, y'all. The sages are like, Drop kick to the face, get you some, right? Like people who are Torah scholars and they know it all and get it together and stuff and, and drop bombs like all the time. But those who are compared to leaves, it literally says are in some way superior to the grapes. I think about Mashiach talking about who are the greatest among us and those who are the least of us. You know, people who just serve, people who just have a heart for being there for Hashem and being present. That's that's considered greatness in the kingdom of Hashem. Not the one who's big Torah scholar, lots of wisdom and all this kind of stuff. I mean, that's awesome. You should be teaching people Baruch Hashem. But the greatest among us we need to know is a servant, just like the leaf of a grapevine. Seemingly unlearned. But one of the biggest things that you can be in the kingdom is a servant. It doesn't take much knowledge to be a servant. Selah. Okay. Hence the importance of loving and uniting with our fellow Jews, regardless of our differences. Indeed, our survival depends upon it. This is from the Rebbe. So, there's a lot of baseless hatred that sprouts around the world, and there's also a lot of world hatred sprouting around the world for Jews and Judaism. May it be that this actually brings our Jewish communities together, where people can stop having these battles about who's got better halacha, who's got longer payout, who's got longer zitzit, and who has better nusach. Who's Ashkenazi? Who's Sephardi? We're supposed to be loving and uniting with our fellow Jews, which is the parasha by Yigash. So anyway, Selah. Okay, so let's go one more sentence in the Zohar. It says, your wife should be like a fruitful vine. Tehillim 128.3. And we shall turn. May Hashem overflow us with basis love and fill us with Lashon Kodesh. As we're in the final mo moments of the lights of the Hanukkah for Zeltanika, may that light be imbued upon our hearts and in our 248 organs and 365 sinews. Amen. Okay. Telling 128.3. What's it say? Glad you asked.
she will bear many fine children. The wife spoken of here is also generous. This is hinted to in the usual vowelization for the word your wife, which is Eshteka Kegporemboria Veakatebeteka Baneka Kishtilezatin Savile Shuhaneka Hineki Kenyevarak. Okay, yes, that is a song by. The amazing Chazan. Shouts out to the mighty Spidey. Okay, but anyway, she'll bear many fine children, and the word Eshtacha usually has a violation, but there's an unusual violatization in this word. It says the Aleph is not vowelized with the usual Hirik, but with a Segol, which combatistically alludes to to chesed, generosity. That's from Hida. And it says, alternatively, the segel, which is made up of a triangle of dots, alludes to the three partners who together produce offspring, the couple and Hashem. That's from the Alshik. So Zoltanica is about miraculous conception. Just want to throw that out there. Selah. Says your children like olive saplings around your table. Now, we've been talking about a vine, and now we're talking about olive trees and branches. So, a vine, branches, olive trees, grapes, grapes and olives, vines, trees, leaves, branches. Okay, keep all of this together because we're about to do this crazy uh, amalgamation of stuff here. Alright, so says that uh, just as the leaves of the olive tree remain green and verdant throughout the summer and winter so the splendor of your children and their good deeds will never dim. They will be around your table to attend you and you will not need nor have a gluttonous desire to wander here and there for food. That's the Radak, Metzudot, and Meri. It says, just as an olive remains on the tree for nine months, so will the children of the righteous woman remain in her womb for nine months. She will not suffer a miscarriage. This blessing is alluded to by the fact that this psalm is the ninth of the songs of ascent. Rabbeinu Bakya on Bereshit 34.1. Also important to note. Says your wife will be like a fruitful vine. Though she is converted along with you and is not a born Jewess, she is like all daughters of Israel. People think sometimes that converts aren't legitimate or they aren't as Jewish as people who've been born Jewish. But again, this is showing us that even if you're a convert to Judaism, 
It's as if you've been born a Jew. So, wait. Deductive reasoning says that if you're a convert, you're born again. Just as if a person was born and they are Jewish. So if you weren't Jewish and you convert, because you've already been born before, but you were born not a Jew. But when you go through conversion, it causes you to be born a Jew, just like a Jew who was born a Jew. So born again. So just keep tracing those dots and you see the conversion being born again. Selah. Okay. Same thing. It says... She is like all the daughters of Israel. She will merit to have children like olive saplings. Because remember, Israel is likened to an olive tree. Israel is also likened to a vine. And it says she will merit to have children like olive saplings, just as olives have many uses for food, for oil, etc. And its leaves remain fresh throughout the year. So too, the children of converts will be multifaceted, containing... Masters of Scripture, Masters of Mishnah, Merchants, etc. So, there you go. Uh, also, Abraham's the first Jew, right? And a Jew is not allowed to be married to a Gentile, right? Tell me why it says this in the next section of commentary. Behold, so was blessed the man who feared God. This refers to Abraham and Sarah, who were converts. All Jews are converts, especially if they're sons of Abraham, daughters of Sarah, because their parents are converts. So if we're shutting down converts, we would be shutting down Abraham and Sarah. Selah. And it says, and so will the be blessed all the converts who follow in their way. The Midrash reads the psalm as a reference to converts. It does not say fortunate are the Kohanim or fortunate are the Levites. Rather, fortunate is anyone who fears God. This alludes to the converts to which convert does the psalm refer the righteous convert who fears God and walks in his ways this is why the word amuna is a big thing when Yeshua says you place your amuna in me you'll have eternal life as he writes in or as he spoke in Yochanan chapter 6 when he talks about I'm the bread that that word is about fearing Hashem and walking in his ways it's not just a belief thing it's not just a spiritual thing. It's a physical and spiritual. Zohar continues. Your wife is as the holy vine. She is the supernal nukva. This is why we talk about, by the way, our wives are like the miniature Shekinah, the miniature Holy Spirit, if you will, to the household. Also, we also talk about the women being like the high priest of the house. Um, because the high priest brought down by 
I believe it was either Rabbi Monk or Rabbeinu Bakia said that the priest is likened to the angel of Hashem. So there's that. That's why he wears all those garments because Memtet is also clothed in the same garments in the higher worlds because he's the great high priest. But I digress. It says Rabbi Yossi said about the vine over which we say the benediction which is called the Kiddush. So, you know, on Arab Shabbat, we stand up, we hold up the cup, and we say, Vayir, Vayivoker, underneath our breath. And then we say, Vaykalu Hashemayim. And we talk about and Hashem uh, completing creation and blessing it. So that's called the Kiddush, which is also known as the benediction. It says, Who created the, fr the fruit of the vine? which is Bore Puri Hagafen. And it says, who brings forth the fruit of the vine. And it literally, Bore means created, which means a tree yielding fruit, as in Bereshit 1 verse 12. The fruit of the vine is a fruit tree yielding fruit, is the male namely Zeranpin, and it says, and the fruit tree is the female, namely the Nukva of Zeranpin. Therefore, who created the fruit of the vine includes male and female together. And we already know when male and female come together, shall become one flesh. And when it says they shall become one flesh, this is their offspring. So, in Yochanan chapter 15, Yeshua says the following, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, every leader, because remember the branches are the leaders, and then the fruit is the sages. So if the leaders don't bring forth the sages, says he takes away. So Hashem takes away those leaders who don't teach the Torah. And he says, in every branch that bears fruit, i.e. the leaders that teach the Torah, he also trims so that it may bear more fruit. This is all of our crushings and trials and tribulations and pressures and stresses and freakouts and all sorts of stuff that happens so that we can bear more fruit. It says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I will abide in you. The branch itself cannot produce fruit. So this is why it's important for us to know if we're teachers of the word that we ourselves cannot bring forth the sages. And it says, unless it abides on the vine. So we have to be connected to the vine in order to bring forth all of our teachings, which is Mashiach which is the congregation of Israel. And then it says, Likewise, you cannot produce fruit unless you abide in me. So this is why one of the coolest things about Sar Shalom and Lapid Nation is that the way we got to our sources, the way we get to all of our drops is through Yeshua. Like it's because of Yeshua we know about the Midrash Rabbah, the Talmud. We know about the Humash and the Sidur. He led us here. So it says, likewise, 
You cannot produce fruit unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. The one who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and is dried up. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. So here's the deal. We have to be active participants in our roles. (laughs) Can't just be all like, oh, I'm saved and not too serious. And I'm just going to ride this thing out until it's time to go to heaven. It's not how that works. And furthermore, if you claim salvation, which is Yeshua, but yet you don't teach Torah, you don't produce any fruits, which are the works of Torah, you despise the oral Torah, it's not good. All right, so finishing it up with Romanos 11, the Agarit to Rome, the letter to the Romans, chapter 11, starting at verse 16 says, if the first fruit is holy, who's the first fruit? The first fruit is the Torah, because the Torah is called first fruit. As it says, Bereshis, uh, which is in the beginning, but it literally says Bereshis, which is with Rashit, And that means with the Torah. Rashit is the word for first fruit. So if the first fruit is holy, which it is because it's the Torah, so is the whole batch of dough. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. So now we're talking about the Torah, which is bread, because bread is made out of dough. Now we're talking about a tree and a vine, because we're talking about a root and its branches. Continuing on, it says, but if some of the branches were broken off, like some of the leaders were taken away, and it says, and you being a wild olive, were grafted in among them and became a partaker of the root of the olive tree with its richness. Okay, let that sink in for a second. There's a richness in the root. Many people that get converted or that profess faith in Mashiach, they try to cut off the root and keep the plant growing. So take away all the Jewish stuff, take away all the tradition, take away all the the sages and all that kind of stuff and expect to live and survive. That's not going to work out very well. It, at least if you want something lasting for generation after generation. But I digress. So it says, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, it is not you who support the root but the root supports you. You will say then branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. True enough. They were broken off because of unbelief and you stand by your emuna. See, one of the, the things is about having a place to be grafted in is because those who are supposed to be leaders and those who are supposed to be perpetuators of the Torah have ceased from their connection to the vine. So because of that, we now have spaces on the on the vine, on the tree, to bring in new branches. And this is where Shaul also talks about because of the rejection 
of the greater Jewish community that the nations get to come into Torah. That rejection has been like breaking off branches so that you can graft on new ones. So with that realization, it says the reason why those branches were broken off was because of unbelief and we stand by faith. So we're doing the opposite of what caused the branches to get broken off when we get grafted in. So it goes without saying, but just to say it, if we're going to be people who aren't observers of the Torah, aren't doers of the word as well as hearers of the word, we're in the same predicament as the branches that were broken off. So if we get grafted in or claim to be grafted in, but yet we don't believe in the Torah, we don't want to follow the sages, we don't want to listen to the Talmud, we don't want to study the Torah or do it, we're just as unbelieving as the branches that were broken off. Even though we're claiming to have faith and belief. And it says, this final verse, it says, Do not be arrogant, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. So again, your boasting and your arrogance will come from the fact that you do not fear Hashem. And we just learned that fearing Hashem causes you to become a convert. And when you fear Hashem, you walk in his ways. That makes you a branch that's attached to the vine that bears fruit. So with that being said, it talks about this olive tree in Yermiyahu, which is Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 16. It says, as long as the Jews fulfill the words of the Torah, they were compared to an olive tree. It is fresh all year. Its leaves are always moist. Its shade is pleasant. And its structure and fruits are beautiful. So too, Israel's success was consistent and they produced beautiful deeds. However, now that they have strayed, Hashem wishes to do what one does to a tree that ceases to produce fruits. I.e., one uses its branches as fuel in the fire. That is from the Radak and the Mahari Kara. So Zotanaka Sameach, may the light of Mashiach burn brightly within us all. May we put the light on the table, put it on display for all the world to see. And may we see the final redemption with the return of Mashiach Yeshua speedily and soon in our days. Baruch Abah B'Shem Adonai. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Natan Lanu Torah Temet Vekaye olam natabeto kenu, barukata harunai, no ten hatora. Amen.